All right. Is everybody ready? Does anybody need a drink or anything before we start? Blow me. That's hurtful. Is it? Just do your fucking thing, Joe. Okay, fine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Brainworms podcast, the wholesome podcast for the whole family that helps you get through those cold, lonely nights. I'm Joe. I'm David. I'm Kane. And I'm Chris. And um, occasionally, to my friends and loved ones, I'll make the joke. I think maybe Kane's heard me do it. I'm done with eating food. I'm just going to go stand out in the sun for a while until my body figures out how to photosynthesize. Imagine my surprise when I discovered that there are people who actually believe that that is a thing that you can teach your body to do. Just live on oxygen and sunlight. I don't find that shocking at all. Yeah, dude, there's like a percentage of the population that thinks the earth is flat. That's fair. That's fair. I wonder what the overlap is. Probably there's a, a surprising majority in the UK that uh, thinks it takes the earth one month to go around the sun. Why specifically in the UK? Because that's where the study was done. <clears throat> fair enough. I mean, there's also people that think that there's another earth, an inner earth, the yep. hollow earth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where the shapeshifters <laughs> live, yeah. Yeah, and the reptilians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they think that the shit is real. Shapeshifters. Yeah. yeah. So they you telling it me in their heart of hearts that people saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, I actually don't eat food. I get all of my nutrition from the sun." Yes, doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, that's fair. I was only surprised because it's something that I say as a joke. And then I was like, wait, just incidentally through my travels across the internet, I like, no, people actually that believe that, that that's a thing you can do. What was a mistake? I'm sorry. Traveling across the internet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was a point in my life when I was head over heels with a very, very irrationally new age uh, lady in mm-hmm. my youth. We've all been there. she had all kinds of stories about guys who would meditate in the sun and then they would develop little polyps in the back of their throat and they could like chew little bits off of it and eat it and they would have gross that's cancer yeah that's what that is that's they're they're sitting in the sun too long with their mouth open and they're getting throat cancer no david they're on a higher spiritual plane that's body horror and they they produce all the nutrients they need Chris, this isn't the podcast for for that stuff. You'll have to come back later tonight if you want to talk about that. That's some Cronenberg shit. (laughs) I feast on the tumors in the back of my throat. I don't remember who it was, but someone that I saw on late night television at one point on a talk show was talking about being a breatharian. And it was the first time I had heard the term, and I immediately had to look it up. And yeah, it's... It's absurd. It's yeah. It's the idea that you just get your nutrients from the sun. I don't know, but I was just horrified to consider why would Joe be bringing this up? Why indeed would I be bringing this up? Why is Joe bringing this up, guys? Now, if the human body has some kind of fission reactor where we took like air molecules and Chris, split them apart for energy, then that we would explode. Yeah. I want you to focus on why Joe is bringing this up. What the fuck, Joe? It's almost as though that's the subject of uh, today's episode. Oh, God. Is this book going to even have a story or is it like this? No, no, this is not. This is a. Oh, God. This is like when you made me watch the 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 ancient aliens TV show, isn't it? This is a little like when I made you watch ancient aliens. Yeah. <laughs> 
This is a lifestyle guide that we're reading, written by Ray Maurer. Hopefully I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I apologize if I'm not. An Israeli author who is a spiritual breatharian guide who is committed to bringing the self-empowerment and spiritual <sighs> development to all that is in search for a higher understanding of realities, Kane, and of our divine selves. I just checked out and David hasn't even started reading yet. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to make a very serious note Okay. Before we actually just like tear everything this guy says apart, let's at least give him enough room oh, yeah. to at least give, make we're his gonna case. We're going to give him a fair shake. I mean, I, no. I feel like the belief that you only need sunlight and oxygen to sustain your human meat body is irrational. Is pretty indefensible. I just want to see what he does with it. Sure. I make no promises. <laughs> you want to give some idiot a fair shake? Go right ahead. I refuse. But uh, Mr. Maurer insists that in this compelling book, he will explore breatharianism, its challenges, rewards, and how it completely transformed his life. So David has been eerily quiet this whole time. David I, has I'm, been quiet. Well, where, where's David? I'm imagining <laughs> him just sitting there staring at the wall with tears slowly streaming down his eyes. <laughs> no, no, guys. I'm just staring at the sun. And oh, that's actually the joke that I was going to make. <laughs> Do you think that uh, the people that just sun their buttholes are breatharians? Do people do that? Is that oh, a you, thing? Yeah. I thought it was. I thought you were oh, yeah. supposed to bleach it. I've heard no, of bleaching no, your no, butthole. No. That, but this I've was not... uh, last year, I think this caught on. It was a whole trend where you would just sort of like downward dog, I think, and just mm -hmm. present your ass to the sun. And spread your cheeks? No. And you're supposed to get all sorts of like therapeutic benefits from allowing the sun to penetrate your bottom. Okay. Um, I mean, I believe that if you believe that and you do it, then you'll get therapeutic benefits in the same way that when students believe that when their master can knock them out with their chi or pressure points, and they actually do in the same way. <laughs> sure. No, that's called acting. I mean, you know. That's like Reiki. Like the amount of people that think Reiki's real. It's like you're a oh, that fucking new age, idiot. That yeah. new age lady. Or, she was or real into quartz that. crystals will heal your mind and body. Hey, right. hey, don't you guys start talking about my J.O. crystal. All right, my J.O. crystal gives me power and confidence Look, in dude, social situations. crystallized semen that you've been collecting <laughs> since you were 14 is, is not magic. In a jar with a My Little Pony action figure in it, I assume. <laughs> it's not magic. <laughs> There's something magical about that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm tired of you guys not supporting me because when I try to come over to charge up my J.O. crystal by giving you guys a righteous handy, you just you won't let me you won't let me do it. Maybe if you knew how to give someone else a handy, you know, <laughs> like not everybody wants you to violently grab a hold of their penis and just. I'm going to cut that off real quick. <laughs> Don't Google J.O. Crystal or My Little Pony Jar. Just Google don't J.O. Crystal. Don't look any of that up. It will make your life better. Do it. Why don't we convince David to start reading this goddamn book? We should convince David about that. But before we do that, we should remind the listeners about wegiveyoubrainworms.com. Man, that's such an awesome website. It's such oh a my good God. website. Oh my God, Joe, can I we, spend sell, so much can time we there. sell J.O. Crystals? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Please, I need that. It's a good website, and it, it lets you ignore Chris a little longer. Yeah. But, all, but because you're distracted by it. 
And also it tells you all of our future projects and endeavors, all of our current projects, and uh, it gives you a link to our Patreon where you can support whatever the fuck this is. Art. Is yeah. that is that what yeah. it is? Is that what we're calling it? Look, it's this or we have to go stare at the sun and hope we get <laughs> nutrients from it. Uh, you can stare at the sun, but I will be being intimate with the sun. Thank you. Well, getting um, your downward yeah, dog. Supporting our Patreon helps us buy food so that we don't have to go and be intimate with the sun. And no, we're not going to start selling J.O. crystals. Why not? <laughs> it's, I uh, need that. I need that in my life. Is there anything that, that I forgot before we try to convince David to start reading this book? I think Chris forgot there's a thing called Etsy that's completely disconnected <laughs> from the Brainworms Presents. That he can market and sell J.O. crystals till his heart is content. If you want to sell your your handmade magical jewels, then go open yourself an Etsy store. (laughs) Family jewels, if you will. And we will will not condone any of it. No. One one last thing that I have to say, just, just for the listener's benefit. None of this is for the listener's benefit. No. Uh, just before this podcast, I have forgotten our schedule. So three minutes before we started recording, I'm out mowing the lawn and I get a text from Joe or thankfully reminding me that I have a podcast to record. So I am in my lawn mowing clothes right now, slightly sweaty. <laughs> Is, isn't that more clothes than you're usually wearing when we record the podcast? That's a good point. And slightly sweaty is just sort of yeah, your basic probably yeah. default, equally sweaty right? yeah. and, and more clothed. I mean, most of the time, I feel like you come to the podcast just after creating a new J.O. crystal. (laughs) (laughs) It's already crystallizing in the sun as we are hitting the record buttons. Well, with that. Gross. A year without food. Discover the unimaginable world of proven energetic nourishment. Summary. In chapters 1, 2, and 3, I discuss the life force of prana, also known as chi, or ki, our ability to use it and how to raise it in our body via conscious belief systems. I speak about people who choose breatharian lifestyles and what defines them, as well as why this knowledge is not known to all. Mostly dead. They're mostly mm. defined as yeah. being dead. Yeah. yeah, and that's why the knowledge is not known to most, because the people <laughs> trying it are dying. Right. In nature, it's not a selected Or they're trait. realizing that it's it's killing them, and they stop doing it and tell no one because they're ashamed. Right. Could as be. As they should be. We'll see. Chapter 4, I explain why Breatharians choose this lifestyle and concentrate on the spiritual and health benefits which come with it. I discuss different aspects of being a Breatharian and the advantages I have seen manifest in my friends over the years. In Chapter 5, I discuss my personal story of discovery, choice, and initiation. I detail my challenges and my inner call to make this knowledge available to the public. In Chapter 6... I delve into my television debut, the experience in which I volunteered to live for eight days without food or water under video surveillance, being medically monitored on a daily basis. Now, I want to point out real quick Mm -hmm. that while that is taxing, anyone can go eight days without food. It'll suck, but you can do it. Food, yes. Water is a bit of a different thing. Uh, Water, three days. Right. If you don't get water within three days, you die. And these are, you know, medically understood, but 
here's the thing. Okay. Is this kooky? Yes. And do I believe in it? No. However, have I seen people like Wim Hof climb to the top of a mountain wearing nothing mm. but a pair of shorts? There are always exceptions to the norms and the yeah. rules and right. so on. But with Wim Hof in particular, that's a method that he's able to teach. And other people are able to pick that up and do the same thing. Sure. Oh, that's fascinating. I did not know that. Yeah. So there there are more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in your philosophy. Right. We must. Yeah. Okay. And the, the qualifier, just because he did it doesn't mean that you should. Right. Yeah. There are things that you can do Mm -hmm. that maybe you ought not. And I feel Uh, like trying to live without food may be one of those things. I believe it's Chris Rock had had a joke in the late 90s. You can drive a car with your feet if you want to. That doesn't mean you should. (laughs) All right. Um, And probably because this guy was on television, he's probably the person that I saw. Um, Very possible. In chapter 7, I explain the most commonly known methods of becoming a breatharian, including the method that I developed called the pranic living group initiation. In chapter 8, I discuss the mind mastery that can be used to actively further one's personal development. I share a collection of tips and tricks that assist in understanding the way our minds work, how to control and influence them, how to reprogram them, and how to become more consciously aware of oneself. In chapters 9 through 14, I discussed the different challenges of being a breatharian from my own point of view and through the collective experiences of other breatharians whom I have initiated. I also give theories, scientific facts, and additional thoughts about the different subjects discussed throughout the book. Sure, it's loaded with facts, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Scientific facts. Is this summary accomplishing anything? Uh, I think more than anything else, it's just sort of giving you an overview of what to expect. Like if you're if you take this seriously enough that you're using this as like a textbook or a study guide, then having that chapter by chapter breakdown is actually pretty useful. Okay. But I would like to ask our listeners not to try to do that because you'll die. Brainworms Presents does not condone anything that this person says. We're not telling you to do it. In fact, we're telling you don't do it. Yeah, don't don't listen to this quack. And if you do do it, don't sue us for doing it. Sue him. Yeah. He wrote a book. Yeah. Which you can get for free. For free. On Amazon. So, you know, if you're interested. He's not charging for it? No. The Kindle edition is $0, but for a physical paperback copy, it is $16. So does that mean that he is not profiting off this book? I don't know how that works. That's interesting, at least. Yeah, yeah, just sharing misinformation. I don't know if Amazon is giving him some kind of a kickback. To... As a philanthropist. Yeah, yeah, he, he wants to help people. Yeah, and he's just giving this knowledge that he's acquired of how to starve yourself. I'd be interested in knowing how much his like classes or study groups cost, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway. All right, so jumping in here, uh, we're going to start on what is prana? And this might be of interest to Chris, too, because maybe it'll touch on why a master can knock down a student. Yeah. Prana is the energy that animates and connects all living things. It binds the galaxy together. That's right. There's a light side and a dark side, people. (laughs) That's exactly what I thought of. You may know this energy by other names, such as life force, liquid light, chi, the force, (laughs) organ, and cosmic particles. 
anytime somebody name drops Oregon, by the way, I've you never know heard that word. You're before. in for something good. What the fuck is Oregon? I heard that before. It's the mysterious i mean it's the same thing it's oh! the mysterious force oh, that animates know. and connects all living okay. beings okay. but uh it's there was a guy in the it's a sex cult um i mean most of things are but back in the <laughs> like 30s i think and i it's been a while since i've read about this so i could be misremembering Mo- but yeah most things are either sex cults death cults or both there was a guy that built a box uh-huh. and he he claimed that you could take these boxes and they would collect the organ and they would distribute it properly. So if you have these boxes spread around, they would actually basically be filtering the energy. Yeah. So just quackery. I wondered what those weird boxes were in your house. I thought they were some kind of weird (sighs) art piece. Ah, no, no, it's important. (laughs) It's important to point out that organ energy is named such because it's orgo orgasm i'm not making that up i'm not making a joke that's that's literally what it is Eh, wilhelm reich that's right yeah anyhow yes i mean modern mysticism has been getting uninteresting people laid since like the late 1800s (laughs) yeah oh yeah i mean let's let's briefly talk about uh alistair crowley Oh, right. Yeah, that's where I was going. (laughs) I mean, he probably would have gotten laid on his own without being a uh, a spiritualist, a mysticist, an occultist, a magician, whatever. sex magic? But yeah, he definitely was was working towards an end there. Mm -hmm. A bell end. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) Talking about your penis. The essence we try to convey with all of these words is universal life energy. It is important to understand that with each inhalation, we are taking two things into our body, air and prana. And all the other things that we take into our bodies when we inhale. Yeah, I mean, yeah there's so much in the atmosphere that Dust we're absorbing. micro yeah. skin pollution. <laughs> Viruses. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Too soon, David. Var- various particles. Prana is the energy that drives all of life and is essential to our existence, more so than air. Citation needed. In yoga, oriental medicine, and martial arts, the term prana refers to cosmic energy believed to come from the sun. I just keep thinking of prawn. And which connects shrimp. all the elements in the universe. You can eat nothing but prawn. <laughs> That'd be awesome. As the universal principle of it's sun prawn, sun shrimp. <laughs> sun shrimp. What are the stats for that? As the universal principle for energy or force responsible for the body's life, heat, and maintenance, prana is the sum total of all the energy manifested in the universe. This life energy has been vividly invoked and described in the Vedas and in Ayurveda, Tantra, and Tibetan medicine. Prana is not only found in air, it exists everywhere. It is within me and you, in plants and animals, in the earth and all the elements that create our planet. Another term for them is midichlorians. Nice. So does that mean that we can skip the just getting prana from air if we enjoy getting prana from animals and vegetables and Absolutely. And yeah. yeah, you can also right, cool. get your prana from eating plants and animals. That's and what apparently we other people suggest you do. And dirt? Yeah, if you if you um, eat hot a wheels person. cars I imagine you'll get just overloaded with prana. You'll get all of their prana. Yeah. All of their life force. Wait, are we encouraging people to commit cannibalism now? 
No. Cannibalism is a victimless crime as long as you clean your plate. Do you guys remember that time oh. that we were doing that prana exercise and you were stuffing me full of kielbasa sausage in every orifice and then I became truly enlightened because I was so full of life energy? I do. I don't remember that. That's why you're so enlightened now and full of sausage. <laughs> so full of sausage. <laughs> All of the kielbasa. It's just got to perform. <laughs> nice. There is no place where prana does not exist. It exists even in the spaces we perceive to be void. Pranic energy is closely connected to the energy one might describe as the soul, and life cannot exist without it. Okay, so the fifth universal force. Got it. Yeah. There is an old saying that a man can live for 40 days without food, three days without water, five minutes without oxygen, but without prana, not even one second. I've never heard that saying. It's an old saying I've never heard, yeah. Maybe maybe it's popular (laughs) in Asia. I doubt it. Prana is invisible to the human eye and not measurable with our current scientific instruments. But we're sure it is. And hasn't (laughs) been measurable (laughs) hasn't been measurable by any scientific instruments for the last eighteen hundred years. Woo! But it's there. We promise. Here's my problem with this whole idea of like, oh, well, science isn't advanced enough to detect it. Like, look, like the philosophy of what a measurement, a metric, a measuring device is, is that it makes the most slightest influences on our realities and our existences measurable. Mm-hmm. So if we have all of these devices that can measure fucking atoms and your mystical forces have no effect on these measuring devices then they have no effect on our physical universe Mm -hmm. it's the god of the gaps thing yeah okay so let me just read this next little bit here yeah yeah yeah. sorry david no it's okay but i think we'll have a, a good place to have a conversation here prana is invisible to the human eye and not measurable with our current scientific instruments despite this as spiritual individuals we can feel the truth of its existence all around us Prana moves through the body via an energy tube about the size of the circle between your index finger and thumb. Fucking what? This tube begins approximately 10 centimeters above your head or crown chakra and continues downward through all seven chakras, finishing under the perineum located between the anus and the genitals. Prana is a subtle element pervading each cell in the living tissue and fluid of each organism, much like electricity (laughs) through atoms in a battery. The taint. Okay, so I'm not going to get into whether or not there's any, you know, relevance to chakras. This is something that I have my own personal beliefs on. Whatever, there's you know, sure. energy centers, things that uh, we inside of our brains can influence ourselves, etc. Perhaps <laughs> that has an influence on our perception of the outside world, which does realistically and literally change. Right. Also, informative example, that guy you mentioned who climbed the mountain in his precisely, shorts. Precisely, precisely. Fucking David Blaine locked himself, uh, froze himself in a block of ice for like, what, three days? Mm-hmm. And came out of it just fine. So people can do some crazy shit. However. However, if it's invisible to the human eye and not measurable, as Chris was saying before, you know, if it's having an effect, fuck, we can detect the Higgs boson. Mm -hmm. We can detect (laughs) subatomic particles, quarks, strange up and all these different, so very, very small 
things that are just fundamentally building the universe around us if there were an actual energy force and it doesn't affect things on that level then it has no influence then, yeah. on our reality like like when, when the big bang happened i forget how many there were but there there was like a lot of universal forces at the time and uh in like the billions and billions of a second immediately right after the big bang those forces just diminished i don't think they're a hundred percent just gone but they're so weak and inconsequential that they might as well not exist. Sure. And that, and we and we end up with the four universal forces mm. that we have now. Well, I, I think that in regards to so I've always taken issue with most things. Well, no, just just humbug. You know, just right. shit that people claim exists without having any yeah. fucking evidence to support it Anytime at all. Anytime somebody says, no, 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 it's totally real. You just can't right. feel it, smell it, or touch it. You just have to believe it's there. Exactly. I'm so immediately I mean, like, you're a fucking liar. It currently makes perfect sense to me why prana is a fucking inner tube connected to your <laughs> chakras. <laughs> it makes sense to me because... Why the fuck wouldn't it be connected to your chakras? You know, I well, mean, it, it's a mystical fucking force right. that unites the existence of all reality. And of course, it's going to be connected to the other shit that's a mystical force connected to your reality. Like, I think the the worst part about this, at least in my in my eyes, is how many fucking people will have read this book. Mm hmm. And and now we're going to like probably die because of it. Right. Or at least seriously harm themselves. Do we need those people breeding if they believe this? <laughs> That's not a question. The thing is like people who generally kind of fall into these traps of like new ageism are in a place in their lives where they need something to fulfill themselves. And it's not that they're not capable of critical thought. They're just in a state of mind where they're very vulnerable to exploitation. Yep. All right, so here's what we're going to do, because I need to test some things out real quick. I'm going to go outside, strip down, mm -hmm. right? The moon is currently in a position where I can get full access to the sun. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go strip down. Uh -huh. And for the next like 15 to 20 minutes, I'm just going to be a breathinarian or whatever the fuck that is. Okay. Yeah. Work on, uh, work on raising your prana. Get that I'm going to raise through. my prana. I'm going to align my chakras and I'm going to take a crystal and shove it right up my asshole. <laughs> Make sure you grab one of Chris's. So I'm going to keep an eye on news updates. If I hear about a nude man <laughs> trying to fight off and being tased by four or five police officers before being drug off to jail, I'll, um, I'll see what I can do for you. No, no, just leave me. Okay. Yeah, if if I end up in jail, I'm going to I'm going to organize the other inmates and we're going to start some shit. Okay, so. okay. But yeah, so you guys <laughs> keep doing your thing. I know I'm not going to miss anything while David's reading, and I'm going to go test this experiment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go test this argument. Take notes and, and when photographs. I get back, no photographs. That's that's inappropriate. And then when I get back, we'll sort this shit out. Okay. Before you leave, are you hungry right now? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go have some sun for dinner. <laughs> yep. I'll be back. Don't forget to open your tube. <laughs> Each person naturally maintains a different level of prana, which varies from day to day. Generally, when you're in a place where you feel comfortable and in the present moment, you find you are not motivated to eat from habit or emotional need. What about when I eat when I'm sad? Well... 
You're raising your prana levels, Joe. That's that's exactly right. See? Okay, all right. For example, when you're happy, content, or in love, you may notice your appetite tends to decrease. This is because in higher vibrational states of being, the percentage of prana in your body rises. In contrast, lower vibrational states such as melancholy, frustration, fear, and dissatisfaction can cause you to eat much more than is absolutely necessary. Now I see why I'm a fat ass. <laughs> now, how does this relate to coffee? Because coffee suppresses my appetite and it is not full of prana and it's not nutritious at all. Yeah, that's the caffeine, yo. Yeah. That's Unrelated. all that is. Like, Well, I want this man to explain that. Science. Is coffee like on a higher le level frequency when I, like, I'm, I'm more enlightened when I drink coffee? It might be increasing your vibrations. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah, coffee definitely increases you to a higher vibrational state. Mm -hmm. But I thought that one of the mentalities of these sorts of philosophies was eschewing chemical effects on yourself. I don't know. I mean, it seems to me that the sort of end state, the end goal of living in full touch with your prana or whatever, of, of being a breatharian, is to get away from any of the base needs of the meat suit right well but wait hang on so when i smoke weed or when i drink alcohol and i'm in a very artificially content place mm -hmm. i also eat a lot well that's clearly because your body is recognizing your higher self is recognizing that you have been trying to fool your meat suit you've been just you know giving all of this attention to the base monkey self of your of your body and right. so you're trying to shove food into yourself to really get yourself back into linking with your prana. Mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. know. I, I, but, I don't know but where I'm going. I, I want to see how far you could stretch that. That was about it. That yeah. was as far as it got. Love and lust, two sides of the same coin, I would say, are very basic monkey suit emotions. How do they increase my prana? Well, lust is best practiced when you are tantric, obviously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, if you're releasing your your crystals, then uh, <laughs> you're just putting that pranic energy out into the world instead of keeping it selfishly for yourself to yeah. uh, fuel yourself. So you have to like raise your energy through the sexual act without ever ejaculating. Or reaching a state of orgasm mm -hmm. because you're then just building up your pranic energy. So that's the only way to effectively and properly practice lust. So, so if, if I ever go out and find a sex, <laughs> it's more beneficial for my partner if I don't make them come. Because that would be making them lose their prana. That would be selfish. Exactly. Yeah. That's never, we'll never work to make anyone come. Yeah. You don't want to, uh, you don't want to spend their energies. Actually, side note, fun fact, <laughs> in early Chinese Confucius philosophy, I think it was Confucian, they actually believed that women would, it was a whole like uh, yin and yang, yin energy would become increased by the male having intercourse and ejaculating the more often he ejaculated the greater his energy would become the better he would be as a person the more cleared he would be mm -hmm. women were receptive and so they were supposed to have as many orgasms as they could 
no, you know what? I fucked that up. Women were supposed to have as much sex and as many orgasms as they could uh-huh. because it would clear them out and make them better people. If they didn't have this kind of release, it would just make them crazy, basically. They would have all of these bad spirits and just get all sorts of messed up inside. But men were supposed to preserve that because they only had so much. So what you're telling me is that in a free love society, people are more chilled out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It turns out like if you're fucking all the time, you're pretty low key. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Our product percentage also depends on our environment. With air pollution increasing in many big cities, the percentage of prana in the air continues to decrease. Nature, on the other hand, provides abundant prana. Which wait, is why wait, you wait, may wait, also wait, find wait, wait, yourself wait. eating prana. less in natural settings. No, no, I know wait, exactly wait. what you're going to say here. <laughs> prana pervades Prana's all matter. in everything. So uh-huh. why is pollution Why bad? is it not in the air pollution? Right. right. I, I, you know, I got no answer to that. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> I don't know if this is more reflective of my brain or the way that, that this person is explaining this, but I can't help but imagine that there are just constant grand theft auto meters above our heads measuring <laughs> our our prana and just going up and down and up and down and it's just it's just gamification like you have to maintain your prana and if you do anything that lowers it then it's bad and and i wonder if that was if i just stepped into some insight about how the this kind of new age thought has been assembled <laughs> Prana is often discussed in martial art philosophies, and many claim it provides conscious individuals with superhuman abilities. In India, yogis are known to practice pranayama, specific sets of breathing exercises designed to draw additional prana into the body with each breath. Raising your personal level of prana is not very difficult and can be achieved through the regular practice of meditation, deep breathing exercises, and conscious intention. Call it what you will, that does have results. There is actual... Medically measured with our current sciences. Reproducible and trackable and very fundamentally real benefits come from a practice of meditation and just conscious intention. Sure. Prana is an important general discovery as we try to piece together the missing links in our human evolution. What? Because our current scientific instruments cannot measure prana, its existence is largely ignored or misunderstood. This is one of the reasons I decided to write this book after my years of personal research on the subject. For more information on prana and the breatharian way of life, I have given a list of external resources at the end of the book. That's that's helpful. Oh boy. So if we want to make this the prana cast, we have a place to start. <laughs> it's our duty to raise our listeners' prana. It's true. We need to shrimpify everything. Change the logo <laughs> to shrimp. We're now the Shrimp Worms Podcast. Oh, the, department. <laughs> the scale of human nutrition. Many different groups of people distinguish themselves from others by their dietary choices. Some pick their diets consciously, others not so much. Some diets are based on philosophy and religion, while others are maintained purely for health and other physical reasons. Some of us pick our diets in a similar fashion to campground raccoons and just (laughs) gobble up whatever delicious-looking garbage runs in front of us. I feel feel seen. I feel seen. (laughs) That's amazing. (sighs) 
Let's start with the omnivore, whose diet today's society deems normal. An omnivore consumes both plant and animal materials, often without any specific eating philosophy, beyond, I'm hungry and I have the teeth for this. (laughs) Sometimes, omnivores refine their diets to control physical appearance or health, to build muscle, lose weight, or lower cholesterol. Next is the well-known vegetarian, who chooses not to eat meat. This is often a religious or philosophical choice, demonstrating compassion for animals subjected to harsh practices in the meat industry. In recent years, research, such as the China study, has proved that excessive consumption of meat, more than three meals a week, is not as healthy for the human body as was once thought. This has provided new motivation for people to become vegetarian. Taking this a step further is the vegan, who chooses to consume neither animals nor products derived from them, including honey, dairy, and eggs. By the way, if you don't take honey from the bees, you are actively hurting them. Yeah, honey is absolutely vegan. Then there is the raw foodist who eats mostly fruits, nuts, and vegetables in their natural raw form. This food philosophy encourages the consumption of food not heated above 40 degrees Celsius because (laughs) cooking heat damages the delicate nutrients and enzymes which nourish the body and aid digestion. Okay, wait. Hang on. Hang on. Okay, so prana is reflective of energy states. Yes, the sun emits huge amounts of prana, right? Right, right. So heat is what how we describe the excitement level of atoms, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be a higher prana state. So cooking something would just fucking fill it with prana. Yeah, you're saturating it yeah. in an environment full of prana. How does that damage its nutritional value? Sure. Yeah, I mean this this literally says that cooking damages the delicate nutrients and enzymes which nourish the body and aid digestion. So if eating, if it's bad to eat food that's been cooked, how is it better to just not eat food? Like, isn't that... It's almost like this philosophy is is inconsistent on a foundational level. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Also, cooking is actually just a technological way of pre-digesting our food. It unlocks... A nutritional value in in the meat or whatever you're cooking uh-huh. some raw foodists choose to go even deeper into the mechanics of the digestion process by following the rules of proper food combinations some people go even deeper and just sit in a circle with their mouths on their assholes and suck the shit out of themselves i've seen Wait. that movie it was a three-way what human centipede oh right okay but I, I really do. I want to know more what the rules of proper food combinations are. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's learn. Unfortunately, it doesn't go into it. Uh. Following the raw food movement are lesser known practitioners known as fruitarians who choose to be nourished solely from unprocessed fruits and liquidarians who blend raw food into soups and smoothies. Of course, individuals follow each of these diets to varying degrees. <laughs> Some vegetarians eat fish. Some vegans consume honey, and some raw foodists enjoy a cooked meal from time to time. Levels of commitment are entirely up to individuals. Real quick, and I, I just want to make a, like a, a weird disclaimer, and I'm assuming we all agree on this. We're not saying that any of these practices are bad. 
No, it's it's purely an individual level. Yeah, for some it, it, people, it, veganism can be very unhealthy. Yeah. For them, for other people, it's incredibly healthy. Yeah, as long as you you're healthy and you're what... giving your body what it needs, and not being like me and eating just whatever garbage comes your way. Do what you want. Make yourself happy. It's fine. look. Actually, I I think I figured it out here, guys. I am a breatharian. It's just my level of commitment is extraordinarily low. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> Yeah, that was a just, weird qualifier there. Just like, you know, there are these things and these are the benefits and people make these choices. But then people just kind of do whatever the fuck they want with regards to these lifestyles. And none and of I it mean, he's fucking not matters. Wrong. He's not wrong. But what's his point? In general, the further along a person is on this scale, the easier it is for their digestive system to function and the cleaner and healthier their body becomes. These lifestyles also free up energy to perform other activities. Today, Wait, what? most diseases are caused by bad nutrition and body toxicity. Until about 150 years ago, the human race only consumed fresh food. More recent inventions like pesticides, chemical preservatives, high sugar concentrates, chemical sugar replacements, fast food, and the increase in food processing has thrown our alkaline acid dietary balances way out of proportion. But wait, wait, prana is reflective energy state and sugar is, is, I think you're getting real hung up on that, dude. It's prana is, prana is not traceable through science. You have to decouple it. Prana is not calories because you can quantify calories. No, but he said that like, when, when, when you're in love, when you feel, when you have a lot of energy, your prana is up. So prana is reflective of energy states. Uh The sun sends prana to us. The sun is incredibly high. What? Through your butthole. Yeah, through your through, through your anus, the sun is an incredibly high energy state. Uh-huh. You have to unify these things. You can't not unify this with the rest of the universal forces if you want this to fly. You're thinking way too critically. Your energy tube is too constricted. Yeah, you gotta uh, th- you gotta relax your tube. Relax your tube, man. <laughs> relax your tube. You don't want to know what happened the last time someone said that to me. You're right. <laughs> In a nutshell, our body needs an 80-20, or at least 60-40, balance of alkaline to acid compounds to thrive. For the most part, fruits and vegetables are alkaline, while meat, bread, and other wheat grain products, dairy, and sugary foods contribute to acidity and toxicity in the body. Many spiritual seekers naturally feel called to climb higher along this scale of nutrition towards vegetarian, vegan, raw food, fruitarian, liquidarian ways of life. While the initial motivation may be to accept responsibility for the mistreatment of animals, it soon develops into a deeper understanding. Our body is our temple, and what we allow into the body has an impact on the mind-body-spirit connection. The more you take care of your body, the easier it is to progress along your spiritual path. Yeah, the more you take care of your body, the easier it is. So stop eating. <laughs> yeah, nothing he's saying here is in a vacuum. In no, but, but I mean, like, that's how the pseudoscience. That's how they get you. Yeah, that's how right. most cons work is they give you enough provable factual inter- in- information mixed in with everything else that you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, we, we know that the better you take care of your body, the better your brain works. Right. Right. Like there's a a proven link between people developing dementia early on mm-hmm. and you know if you exercise regularly take care of yourself have a healthy diet you will have a much better old age so we we know this we know that your brain works better when you're well fed and assuming that there is a third thing 
called spirit for lack of a better term spirit or prana mm-hmm. or, or the chi. force or orgone or what have you uh-huh. then if you're taking care of your body you're probably also going to be taking care of your spirit mm-hmm. and your mind although it brings into question like why do you have to take care of your body to make your spirit and your mind perform better why can't you just focus on being really, really sharp mm-hmm. and a very spiritual person and just make your body better? Also, how does exercising, which is using prana, uh-huh. make me healthier if I'm losing prana in the process of when I go on a run? How do you know you're losing it? It's true. You can't track it. Because you're consuming energy to make your body function. You're confusing prana with calories. Yeah. Again. Yeah, it's not, not quite the same thing. The above scale describes most of the human race, people who consume food to satisfy both hunger and nutritional needs. There's no judgment here. Just a statement of the facts most people tend to take for granted. For most people, food equals survival. There is no choice and they feel the need to consume a certain amount of food daily. The daily intake of vitamins, minerals, proteins, carbohydrates, and many other nutrients. (laughs) What's going on? I was so wrong. Oh, yeah? <laughs> are you, yeah. Are you, you stuffed full of prana? I'm eating it right now. <laughs> I, Is guess, it delicious? I guess the nude uh, re- lounging in the sun didn't work out for you? No, I, mean, I, I got like a, a whole mouthful of prana. Uh-huh. And I was just chewing it up just now, finishing up. Cool, cool. <sighs> yeah. Excellent. Actually, no, I, I had some Oreos. <laughs> ah, well, I mean, they are delicious and flavored with the sun and vegan and vegan yeah <laughs> they are vegan. but yeah it, it's winter oh yeah yeah probably not a whole lot of prana to be had right now okay <laughs> and stripping down to your birthday suit and standing outside oh, that was a real bad idea yeah yeah you're gonna get Ooh. frostbite in places you don't want it yeah you it's don't... a little chilly mm. and i definitely did not feel as though i was gaining any nutrients Huh. Okay, well, no, hang on, hang on, because something else occurred to me. So, when I do cocaine, is cocaine just packed full of prana? Yeah. Oh, it's just Fuck concentrated it. prana. It's just yeah. pure prana. Yeah. Uncut. Unless it's been cut. If you do nothing but cocaine for the next month, you will be a Jedi Master. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you will achieve oneness with the uh, the higher You know universe. what they say, right? What's prana is a wonder drug that makes you think that prana is a wonder drug. <laughs> The two most common types of light eaters are breatharians and sun gazers, who focus on the rising and setting sun to collect pranic nourishment. That's Bre- the, the attack angle. Can I go the back outside? Is, oh, God <laughs> damn it! I came back and I I was hoping that you guys were not reading him anymore. No, we still are talking. We're learning a lot amongst yourselves. You really missed out on some life changing information like the, 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 the rising and setting sun is when the sun rays are most filtrated by the atmosphere i i, I can't don't track stop this. trying to apply any kind of to just just drink it in i can't like that's not how i work breatharians get nutrition from a source other than food and exist on a completely different scale they do not need to consume physical food for nourishment instead they live directly off the life force or prana some breatharians live 100% off prana and do not even need to drink water. No, they don't. I, I am aware of only two people who live this way. And I can prove it because I've never seen them eat anything around me. <laughs> or drink. 
Is that really what it says? No. Oh, okay. No, it just says I am aware of only two people who live this way. I, I wonder why these guys haven't just sat like for four days without water in a in a lab just well all... i mean this guy did he went for eight days yeah without food anyone can go eight days food without food and water yeah, at no, least he specifically he no one like has, yeah none of us have independently researched it he's apparently got a video okay so okay. i don't all know. of the studies that i've seen where people tried to test these whack jobs theories out mm-hmm. the only one that lasted longer than like four days was one that kept having prayer meetings with followers and was not witnessed using the bathroom. Anyone that's tried these things where there's been a group mm-hmm. watching them has nearly died. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a good place to stop for now. So don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment if you're listening on YouTube. And don't forget to go to WeGiveYouBrainworms.com, where you can find our Patreon and other ways to support the show. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. This has been a production of Brainworms Presents. Any copyrighted content contained within is used for purposes of review. Brainworms Podcast is David Combs, Kane Magdalene, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. The theme music is HodgePod Number 1 by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard... You can support us and learn about our other projects at WeGiveYouBrainWorms.com or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app. Yeah, never, never work to make anyone come. Blow me.